You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. And welcome to episode 55 of Three Geeky Ladies, the long-awaited and highly anticipated listener's choice episode. And today I am with, as always, Vicki Stokes. Hey. And Suze Gilbert. Hi, everyone. And Suze, I know you have to leave in a little while to pick up your husband, so we're going to get right into this so you can be here as long as you possibly can. Okay, so for the listeners who aren't aware of what listeners' choice is, we put out a call to people out on the Google Plus community and Facebook and Twitter. We want to know what you are using, what apps are you using, what websites, what tools are you are you using? We want you every week. We tell you what we like. We want to know what you like. So, Suze, if you'd like to get us started, all right. I am going to one of our listeners, Dorothy Yamamoto. She writes in. Although I've been focused on traditional media, figurative art, life drawing, this past year, I've had long-term experience in digital art, painter, Photoshop, illustrator. So my favorite tech devices and apps in that area are the iPad, styluses, and Procreate. She, for Procreate, Dorothy states, I use this drawing painting app exclusively. It has the best feel and application of traditional media, pencils, charcoals, pastels, oils, etc., and includes a wide assortment of digital brushes, which are now free and included, e.g. industrials, water, elements, retro, touch-up, organics. You can create your own brushes, import and export custom brushes. Other things I like, clean, unencumbered interface, good selections, slash masking tools for compositing, attentive developer support with significant free upgrades, documentation, uh, iBook and PDF versions, and a thriving Procreate community. She states, if you talk to most iPad artists, many have a wild, wide collection of styluses. Mine is pretty small in comparison, but Dorothy's favorites are the Sensu Stylus, which is a great stylus. That's a pen uh, stylus and a brush stylus in one. The Wacom Intuos Creative Stylus, the Nomad Flex, and she states, I've been keeping my eye on the Jot Touch Pixel Point Stylus. I have two, Dorothy. Shout out there. But it's not within budget. I am hoping Wacom will look into the direction of finer points. She also likes the new Trent Arcadia. It's an affordable stylus that works quite well. Her working computer is a 2006 Mac Pro, a 21UX Syntex, and a 20-inch cinema display that are hooked up to it. Hopefully these old tech machines keep on going as I can't afford shiny new stuff for a while. <laughs> <laughs> She she needs to have Vicky as a sister. Um, <laughs> yeah, and now my sisters are, are are pressuring me to get another computer because her old MacBook Pro that I gave, gave MacBook Pro that I gave her it's a 2007 and it can't run anything other than the Snow Leopard now I think. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. Well, I agree with Dorothy about Procreate. I really love Procreate as well. I think they. I think yeah. Savage Interactive who is the developer of Procreate. They also have a free, you know, when you get some, when you download some of these um, pretty fairly robust art programs, sometimes you're left wondering how you work everything. I mean, some things are intuitive, but some of these 
applications that they've made for the iPad for tablets uh, are are pretty robust. They're really nice, juicy art apps. And yeah, you can learn, you know, going the learning curve by yourself. But Savage Interactive always, when they have a big update for Procreate, they also update the user manual, which is free in the um, with iBooks. So you go into the App Store and you download the user manual. And they have some wonderful artists that have contributed artwork. And I also agree with Dorothy about the Procreate community. Many artists have developed their own brushes. Like, you know, in Photoshop, you can design your own brushes or you can download brushes to, you know, use with artwork. But Procreate allows you to create your own brushes so you can import textures, you can, excuse me, import things that then you can create a brush from that. And then when you go into the Procreate community, you can upload those brushes and share them. And they're great to download. I've got some fabulous brushes I've downloaded from some wonderful artists. So I I am totally with Dorothy on Procreate. It's just a wonderful, it's worth every cent. And they've made so many of their brushes that they used to charge for free. So that's a really nice uh, aspect. I, I like I like how they keep updating it too. It's, it's never um, a neglected app. They are constantly working on making that app better. So if you're into digital art, uh, I would agree with uh, our listener, Dorothy Yamamoto, about downloading Procreate. Mm. And I'm, I'm a stylus addict, too. I, and I agree with her about the Nomad Flex. I like that. I also have been uh, penciled by 53. I did buy their stylus. It's a little pricey, but I got it before it went up. And I, I do like that. The only thing, I, the tips need replacing a lot. And I think that is really a design flaw when you have to you know, uh, replace a tip so often. Well, our next listener, Fitz John Baptiste, is also a digital artist like Dorothy. And he writes in and says, Hi, Elisa, I'm a creative art worker. So my primary computer is an iMac 27 inch where I do most of my work. My software, Adobe Creative Suite. I love taking photos and it's all done on iPhone using Camera Plus and Snapseed, which I know, Suze, you like. I don't own an iPad as I can't see where it will fit in my life. I do everything on my iPhone 5S. The main apps I use on a daily basis, TweetBot 3, Account Tracker, Podcast App, Paper for Facebook, TomTom Navigation, Spotify, Fantastical, 1Password, Cortex Cam, DigiPill, TuneIn Radio, Dark Sky, Up by Jawbo. And for fitness, I use a Jawbone Up band. For entertainment, I've got a Samsung 3D video player, a Roku 3, a 3D Samsung 50-inch TV, five Sonos wireless speakers, and also a Chromecast on my 20-inch HD for the bedroom. And that's it, I think. He has a 20-inch TV in his bedroom. Let's see. I'm in my uh, what I call my woman cave right now, and I have a 19-inch HD TV mounted on the wall, but I hardly ever use it. Yeah. But I yeah. also have a Roku hooked up to that. Okay. See, no, I have no. I don't believe in TVs in the bedroom. That's my little thing. <laughs> I just don't believe in TVs in the bedroom. I, have I love the TV in my bedroom. <laughs> Now iPads in the bedroom are different, but <laughs> but I can I, I can I have a cabinet to close it up so you don't see it. Yeah, yeah. I used to, we used to have that in two, that Tucson was the only place that we ever had a TV in the bedroom. We had it in an armoire, so like you, we could yeah. just close it up. So yeah. it's out of I agree so, with John Baptiste. I but I don't like Snapseed. I adore Snapseed. Yeah, you do. 
it's my permanent fear um, that Google, you know, because when I when I bought my new iMac, um, I had bought Snapseed for the Mac on my old computer, and it never really worked well. So I thought, well, maybe I can download it and put it on my new computer. Well, it's not even available in the App Store anymore. So Google blew off the iMac application, which just infuriates me because. For those of you that don't know, Google now owns Nick Software that was the creator of Snapseed. But I did, I was able to import it over onto my new one um, with Migration Assistant, and it works fine on Mavericks. It works really well, and I'm just saddened by that. I just hope they do not uh, discontinue it for the iPad or the iPhone because that's the number one app you can just go to for, you know, adjustments. It's just a fabulous, it's the best app in the app store. I I agree with you, John Baptiste, absolutely. What I don't understand is he uses the podcast app, and I think it's horrible. I'm I'm looking looking forward to seeing what happens in iOS 8 to see if it changes. I forgot all about it. It was so bad that I just didn't even, I just didn't even want to look at it. Yeah. Forgot to have it. And when he says he can't see where an iPad fits in his life, I use my iPad constantly. Oh, I know. It's how I watch video podcasts. It's how I watch Netflix. It's how I watch Amazon video. Yeah, but yeah, he has he has a 27, what, he, what does he have? Um, a 50-inch TV. No, no, but he has an iMac 27-inch. I think if I had yeah, that, I don't want me to Baptiste, be interested in doing anything. John Baptiste, you know, size doesn't always matter here. <laughs> yes. Just saying. Yes. But see, I bring my iPad outside, like at night, the other night. Um, I was sitting on the deck at night watching... Uh, Orphan Black. I was told by a few people that's the new show to watch. So I sat I sat on my deck and I opened up the um, the uh, Amazon video. It's not on Netflix, and I watched a few episodes of Orphan Black. I'm not bringing my TV outside. I don't like watching movies on anything other than a TV. Oh no, I yeah. I've been binge watching The Wire because you know after Breaking oh, Bad, yeah. everyone everyone knows I love Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. But so I've been trying to find something to fill in that gap from mm-hmm. Breaking Bad, which they cleaned up at the Emmys, by the way, which is wonderful. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I had heard, you know, a lot about The Wire. And I started watching it. I am I am totally, it's like crack. I am totally. Yeah, it's good. I mean, to the very last season, it was oh. good. I don't know why it, they canceled it. It, it, yeah. it was the cast, every single yeah. actor. And these are not actors that you see every day. They are a phenomenal cast. Mm-hmm. I cannot stop watching it. It's, it's just really it's good. a really strong storyline. I just finished season two. Yeah, and uh, I, I'm really impressed with the wire. Yeah. You know, it kind. It, I know it was filmed in 2002, but what's amazing is I think many of the new um, TV series developed like Vince Gilligan. I can see maybe him watching that and. Uh, getting inspired because they really do wonderful with character development. Oh, but they see, did. John, ba- John yeah. Baptiste, I, I watch everything on my iPad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get yourself an iPad. <laughs> now, you will you will find a use for it. <laughs> he says he uses the Jawbone Up Band, and I know Fitzbits and all of those are really popular. So I want I'm curious about that. I'll have to look that up about the Jawbone and well, see how I, I have a Fitbit, <laughs> and I stopped using it after about a year only because it's the kind it was the $99 one and it's the kind that you just uh, attach to your waistband but uh-huh. it, even so every time I sat down it was digging into my body mm. 
and it was kind of annoying no matter where I moved it. It was just felt kind of annoying. But I'm kind of interested in seeing what happens on Tuesday because the, it's, it's very, very strong rumor that they're going to release an iWatch or some sort of um, possibly some sort of fitness. Mm. And I'm not interested in, in an iWatch as far as what I know about it, but I do want to see what they release. And it has something to do with fitness. It's a lot easier wearing a bracelet. Oh, I agree with you, but I'll be honest with you. I have the um, the, the sixth generation or seventh generation n- Nano, the square one that I have hooked up to a watch band, and I'm always getting comments on that. I, it's it's mm-hmm. I can wear some really nice jewelry, and I always get a comment on that Nano watch. Always. <laughs> I thought that and was I just, cute. I've inspired yeah. people because even I think even Nemo bought that. But you know, it's I wish it had more to it though, because it's not a you know it's a it's a Nano, so you really just the music and you know your clock and podcast stuff like that. But uh, I really would like to see that a little, um, you know. Uh, have a lot more options to it. So I, I would definitely get a watch. I think that, that the Nano with the watch is a really good thing for young kids, though. Yeah, because it's small. Yeah. It's not, they don't, they're not, they don't, it's not a phone involved. They're not getting onto the internet. It's it's pretty simple. So I think that's still a good, good a, a par down one for kids would be great. Yeah, I yeah. think so, too. Yeah. So, Vicki, why don't you go on to the next one? John Nemo, uh, our fearless editor. Uh, he um, he raves about his one of his faves, as he says, is the Creative Sound Blaster SR20 Roar, which is a wireless Bluetooth speaker. He actually has a review on the my Mac website, <laughs> um, and I, I'm just going to read just a paragraph. And uh, we have the link for the actual review. Uh, his first paragraph, he says, "This new and remarkable portable speaker from Creative Technology changes everything. For 150 dollars." Creative Sound Blaster SR20 Roar is the best wireless or wired one-piece speaker ever. It is no exaggeration to state that SR20 is comparable to a $350 or $400 speaker. With Roar's price less than half its value and performance. So he really is raving over the Roar. Um, This next rave is the iPad Flip turn case. I reviewed a one for iDoc and it's very similar. Uh, it's a keyboard case and you can actually swivel it around so that you can put the, the iPad in different configurations under your desk, I guess on your lap also. And it's $99. It's by Uber. the custom electronics and accessories. Next he has um, the NewGuard grip stand. Uh, he says, excellent for older iPads and Basically, that is just a stand, a protective case, and hand grips uh, for the Apple iPad. Didn't you see those in um, Macworld, uh, Elisa? The grip stands where you can hold them in your hand. Uh, it's a handle so you can hold it in your hand. And you can um, also use it to, to set it as a, as a display stand also. We, we saw something else. I mean, I saw something else. It yeah, maybe it was different. It yeah. was that, yeah. oh, the backbone. Backbone, okay, yeah. But this is sort of similar. You can still hold it in your hand or you can prop it on your desk. And it's great for traveling. Can you think about it when, you, when you're sitting in those seats on an airplane and somebody pops their seat back. You, if you have it in your hand, you don't have to worry about them destroying your um, your iPad. Uh, 
Okay. Oh man, yeah. that that reminds me. There's been a lot of things this week. I'm dreading flying in a couple of days. I know. People go crazy about the seat bags. <laughs> well, you know, if I'm on a long flight, in, like to to Europe, I I'll try to only put my seat back only enough just to make my back comfortable because I usually try to bring pillows and stuff to support my back, but. When I'm on a short flight, why even bother? It just ticks people off, you know, and you have yeah. the, the well, cramp. Well, I was on a flight from New York to Greece, and it was like a 10-hour flight. Yeah. And we were in the very back seat that doesn't recline. I guarantee you, mm-hmm. I, I would want to recline. It's, it's a nightmare. We were in such pain by the time we got off that plane that it was just ridiculous. But anyway, let me, let me move on. <laughs> um John describes the Hoover Bar 3 for the iPad as amazing versatility. And that one is, oh, unfortunately, I can't get to the website. I don't know why that is. I don't know what the Hoover Bar 3 is. Um, okay, here it is. Oh, this is really cute. It's sort of like a little, you know like how arm. you, yeah, you, yes, that you, sort of like those, those crane, um, Lot lamps that you that that you can swivel around into different direction. Where this one, you can just put it on the wall and hang it over your bed or, or hang it over anything. And there you have your iPod prop right above your head, and you can just review, uh, see, uh, uh, watch movies. These two little girls are actually watching a uh, a movie, but you, I guess you could put it anywhere, not just over the wall. Um, well, scroll down, Vicky, because they have it attached to the iPad, uh, the iMac. Yeah, yes, and that yeah. actually is cool for some of the Adobe apps that you can work with, like the Photoshop and. Wait a minute! So you okay. can actually project it yeah. to an Adobe. Have, Adobe allows you to do that. Yeah, you can open it up in Photoshop, so you can have it on your iPad. I, I think they have some of the apps were um, Navi. Um, I think the one they're showing is Navi, actually. Mm-hmm. That's still in the App Store. But you can control what you're doing. You can basically control what you're doing on the computer via your iPad. That's yeah. pretty cool. Make it like a big, huge yeah. remote. But you, yeah, as, you, as you guys know that uh, with Yosemite, you're going to be able to do a lot of things similar to this where you can continue documents on uh, all your iOS devices. So it's going to be a lot of interaction between the Mac and the and the other iOS devices. So I can't wait to see how it actually works, even though I have it on my computer. I, I still don't see, other than the, uh, the applications, there's nothing else that, that currently is doing um, that's similar to this. Um, then there's Over. Um, that is, I'm sorry, I'm having a rough time with no, this. No, that, that's, that's an artwork I use Over. But okay. just be careful. I have mixed feelings about Over because it doesn't uh, necessarily um, save high res. So oh. some of the times I've done graphics for Elisa, mm-hmm. and I had I can't use Over because it just doesn't save in high res. Okay, so, so it's a, just a dollar ninety nine. Photo, yeah, photo and they it's just a font type app, but there's better mm-hmm. ones out there. Oh, so you can just add text and stuff to it. Yeah, to, to your photos. Screen, yeah. To your photos. Oh, that's there's tons of ways you can do. It. That. But if you know, if you had, if it's just a dollar ninety nine. You can try it, and then he has the snooty. Uh, sound like snooty. Um, mm-hmm. It's a way to recover your music playlists or videos from your iPod or iPhone. And I, if that works, I will be very happy because I've had so many apps that I've downloaded that claims they can do this and they don't. Have you guys had that experience? 
I mean, Sanuti works. Yeah, but I've had, I mean, even the ones where they're supposed to, okay, you're supposed to clean up the space on your iPhone or whatever. Those things don't work for me. I don't know why. Um, But I'm going to try the Sanuti. And that one costs, how much is that? No price? Oh, $18.99, but they have a free download. And then our our all-time favorite, Audio Hijack Pro. (laughs) That's what I use to record. (laughs) Yeah, everybody. Welcome me, this, that. And then you also use Fission. I don't use Fission, so uh, either you girls use Fission? I don't use Fission because, unfortunately, it's only one track. Okay, yeah, it's for fast and lossless audio editing, so... But it's supposed to be very good. If all you need is one track Mm -hmm. to edit, it's supposed to be very, very good. Yeah, just recording yourself or something, that'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the only music apps I use are Pandora, TuneIn Radio, like John Baptiste, because I can listen to French radio in France. Um, and I like Radio Paradise. So I'm pretty basic with my music app. So. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, and this last one is Carbon Copy Cloner, which is a fave for a lot of people. Of course, you can clone bootable backups, uh, do incremental backups, schedule tasks, backup to the network, on uh, your network Mac. It's, it's it's amazing, Copy Copy Cloner. And you know what? I still don't use it. <laughs> I use Super Duper. Yeah. But the same thing. It's yeah, yeah, it the is. same it thing. Is. It is, yeah. And I really need to get something like that. I don't really have a bootable backup at all. So, so wait a minute. Can, may I ask a question about that? So, yeah. basically, if you have like a airport extreme, like I do, that's the one that does it acts as the time machine and a wireless router, correct? Is that the one I'm thinking? Of? Yes, yes, it, that's yes, all it we is. have. Yes. So, if I have that backing up through time machine, why would I need carbon copy cloner as well? Because it's a bootable. You can't. My understanding is you can't boot from Time Machine, but you can from a Carbon Copy Cloner yeah, so, or Super Duper Backup. So if uh-huh. your if your computer gets crop corrupted, you can actually mount that that clone and um, resolve your issues. You actually use it as your new OS if you want to. It'll preserve all your data, um, and uh, it's, it'll be just like having a duplicate of your computer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Um, it's pretty cool. So it's it's forty bucks. Yeah. So so basically, but say for instance, I had something corrupted and mm-hmm. I I couldn't boot it through Time Machine. So if I download Carbon Carbon Copy Cloner, I could basically take my old Time Machine backup and and it would boot up from that. No. No. You have to you already can... back it up. Oh, I'm sorry. You, I was gonna, you just get a hard drive. Get a you know five hundred gig hard drive. Yeah. Whatever size. You download Carbon Copy Cloner or Super Duper. You do the the clone so -hmm. that if you did it right this minute, that hard drive would look exactly like your hard drive does in your current computer. Now, let's say tomorrow your hard drive died for whatever reason. You could attach your hard drive that has the clone on it and you could boot up from that and it would be as if nothing changed. Mm -hmm. But don't you think Apple's going to be coming out with something like that? Um, (laughs) You can't wait for Apple all the time, I guess. Oh, I know, but don't you think they'll be coming up with something like in a cloud where you could do that? They have. They have. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this has been copy copy cloning has been around a long time. Um, Yeah. No, I'm just kind of. Super Duper has been around. um, Yeah. My previous computer, my previous MacBook, when the hard drive died, and I ordered a new one, I took the new hard drive, put it in an enclosure. Backed up, took the carbon clop, no, not the carbon copy, the super duper clone that I had, moved it to my new hard drive, and then I put it into my MacBook. 
Yep. And then when I turned it back on, it was as if nothing changed. Yeah, yeah. The only difference was I had a bigger hard drive. Well, I think, Suzanne, you're sort of right in terms of your apps. You don't really have to worry about your apps because you can always download those back from the mm-hmm. cloud or whatever or from, from whatever. And I back up I yeah. back up all my documents and all my photos. All yeah. my photos are backed yeah. up on two different But if you want your computer to look exactly, say you got an old application on there that you can't download or you can't you know, recover from or you don't have the image for it, then this would be the way to do it. Just take an image of that drive that's bootable. So, okay. Yeah. All right. That's it for for our fearless leader, Nemo. Yeah. Thank. Thank you, Nemo. Yeah. Well, I have Kurt Blanchard, and Kurt, for those of you that are out there, he's part of our MyMac team, and he's a wonderful artist. He went to RISD, and when I'm looking at his uh, suggestions, I'm thinking, Kurt, where's all these art and photo apps? Because Kurt also has a uh, website with his. Uh, photographs and photography on there but he has um kurt writes i have desk connect on my ipad iphone and i and mac i send photos all the time from one device to another with this app it's not limited to photos you can send websites documents and clipboard contents with it as well it is one of those apps that i use so often that it's become second nature wonderful app and it's free and we'll have the links uh, on the show notes the other one is any list, best grocery list there is. You enter what you need to shop for, and the app remembers them all. So all you need to do when you're at the check- supermarket excuse me, is to check things off as you put them in your cart. The list remains, so you can uncheck items as you need them again. So the next time you go shopping, your list is there. The lists are categorized, so all dairy items are together, bakery items, produce, condiments, etc., you choose or create the category so it is totally customizable. You can have as many lists as you need. I have a supermarket list, a Costco list, a Trader Joe's, a Trader Joe's list, etc. Another convenience is that the apps that the app keeps the phone from going to sleep as long as you have the app open. As you go around the supermarket, the app keeps the phone awake until you quit the app. I do all the grocery shopping in our family, but the list can be shared. Family members can add to the shopping list so that when one gets uh, to the supermarket, the whole list is there. Over the past couple of years, this app has completely changed the way I shop. Wow. Well, that's interesting because mm-hmm. I used to use grocery list, and that was very similar to that. But this one sounds, you know, Even better, yeah. uh, a, a, a lot more comprehensive. So any list. I might try that one. Well, girl, uh, I have, this reminds me of something. Do you, have you guys seen that uh, commercial for Samsung and it's the iPhone and they're comparing their audio uh, app and Siri, and they said that Siri can't do some of the things that that thing can do. Siri can do all that stuff. Like when you're in a supermarket, um, you put a reminder saying, when, when I'm at Safeway, remind me to buy milk. You can do that. Yeah. You've been able to do that for a long time. Since the that. 4, iPhone 4. We've been able I to know. Do. I know. Siri's, Siri's getting dissed all the time, and it ticks me off because I love Siri. I use her a lot. I, really I, I don't do. love her, but I don't, I don't like when people make well, I don't false love her. claims. I, you know, that's no, I false. Love her when, I love her when I put the French guy's accent on, then I love her. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, I just was a little ticked at that. I said, you know what? You, that, that phone has some great features. Don't lie about what the features of the Samsung phone is, you know, it, it, it has some really, actually, I like the, the audio sound, their, their speaker sounds better, Siri, Siri sounds like a robot, their sound better, 
Um, but don't make up stuff. You know, let's, let's have a clean well, bite. That's the, on, that's the ongoing argument between Samsung and Apple. I think that's going to be... Uh, well, like I'm glad, because we win when they, when they keep up in the um, envelope a bit, you know, so... Well, to get yeah. back to Kurt's uh, desk connect, um, yeah. you know, when he... To go back and forth, of course, uh, before... Um, you know, well, I guess the cloud before PhotoStream and everything. I used to use PhotoSync, mm-hmm. and that did really well. And of course, Dropbox now is I. I don't necessarily use. Uh, I've never used DeskConnect, but I use Dropbox for everything. I, I really do. I'll just throw it up there, and then I know when I go to Dropbox on my iPad or my iPhone, any documents or photos or whatever I have is there. Um, but as far as the websites and clipboard contents. Um, Websites would be nice, but again, I just put if I have a website that I like. Yeah. If I'm in Safari, I just add it to my reading list, and then when I open up the Mac or the, I open up the uh, iPhone, then I have it right there. You mm. know, so that that kind of web clips for me. Mm. Or if you leave the website open, it will show up. Well, yeah. The problem is, is I have every single tab open. I wish they would give me unlimited tabs. Because <laughs> if they give me 25, I have 25 websites open. My son goes crazy. He said, Mom, what uh, what is up with that? And I said, I don't care. I need them all open because I check them. Like I have all the blogs I check open, you know, my food blogs, the art blogs. That, I like to have That would drive there. me crazy. So like the people that have all these icons on their desktop, they're like, why? <laughs> well, you know what's funny is my husband, when I go on his iPad, he has an iPad mini. Mm-hmm. He has like only one. Uh, if I go to Safari, he has like one tab open. I'm like, what? How I do two most of the time. Yeah, oh, no, I have all 25 yeah. open. <laughs> so. far, now, as far as the grocery list goes, I'm, yeah. I, st- I use a piece of paper. Really? I That's so write out, school. <laughs> yes, yes, I do. I write, I go like today, you know, to Sunday paper today. I took out the two grocery ads, cut out my coupons, and then I went through the list and said, okay, went to the newspaper and said, okay, I need this, this, and this, and I write it down. I don't like, I don't like shopping and holding a phone. Oh, I do. Okay. And I, I don't use any list. I, like I told you, I used to use grocery list, but now I use clear. And I have, like Kurt does, I have different lists for different places. So I ha- I'll have a Trader Joe's list. I'll have, um, you know, my uh, like art supply list. I have all of that. But what is nice about Clear now is that if you're on a list and you want to switch over to an- another list, you basically lay your finger and you just kind of swipe. You do kind of like a finger swipe and it brings you to the next list. Oh. And yeah, they do. They do the same thing where you can keep things, but not like this one. This one sounds really nice that it doesn't go to sleep. Now, yeah. Clear definitely goes to sleep, yeah. and I think that's kind of nice. And also, um, you know, the fact that well, you can share lists on uh, Clear too. I think so, mm-hmm. but I, I think I might check this one out. Yeah, uh, Elisa, I never use paper anymore. I uh, never use paper. Elisa, your manual workflow just really is just hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer it. It's just easier for me. I don't like carrying a phone when I'm shopping, and I can take my coupons and attach them to my list, and it I works, can put them yeah. in, and I can lay them down in the child seat when I'm going to the shelf to take something off. In the child seat. A, Oh, you when mean I'm pushing the, oh, the grocery, oh, when I'm the pushing grocery, the grocery cart? Oh, okay. <laughs> I can just put it in the front of the yeah, car. Yeah, you don't have to worry about it getting dirty because, you know, <laughs> it's a piece of paper. Take, you know, take the phone and sticking it back in my pocketbook or my purse and then yeah. pulling it back out again. Mm-hmm. It's like, eh. Especially now there's just two of us. My shopping list isn't very long. Well, I'll tell you something, you ladies. I'm lazy. I order my groceries and I go drive up to pick it up. <laughs> 
You can do that. Wow. You can do that. Forever. It's only five dollars. Four dollars and ninety-five cents. My time is more valuable than four dollars and ninety-five cents. Wait a second. It's only five bucks to five shop. Five bucks. Me. Yeah. Are you kidding me? And Watch most of the here. time, Safeway delivers to your house. They deliver most of the, here. Yeah, Safeway delivers to your house. But and most of the time, I they deliver free because they constantly want they want people to use the service. So I'm always getting a coupon to get it to get that free. But I prefer to go to this other store called Rayleigh's. Um, it's a little higher end in my opinion, the same way in terms of the pro- some of the products that they serve. So they have the e-cart thing where you order it online and go drive up and pick it up. Me and my dogs go and we go shopping together. <laughs> you know what? That is a good idea because think, think yeah. of how much you're paying for gas. You know, going up. Oh, that's are the prices competitive? I think the grocery stores in this little town are not competitive at all. I think it's just expensive, expensive. Um, I, I even milk. Milk is never on sale. You can get a better sale on milk at Seven Eleven than you can at the grocery stores. Yeah, it's hmm. pretty bad. Well, Vicky, I think that's I think that's what's going to end up happening. You know, yeah. I think people are going to start realizing their time is valuable, and yeah. shopping is such a pain. Yeah. You know, it really is a pain. Yep, and you know, sort of I have other things that I do. And most of those things, I can take my dog with me, but I can't take him into the grocery store. So that's the reason why I started doing that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay, so Suze, I know you've got to get going. I have to get going. Have to pick up my husband. But uh, thanks everyone, and thanks okay. to all our listeners that sent in, um, you know, their apps and their choices. That's that's really nice to see what it's a. It, I think it's really great because to see what other people are using, you know, and. I'm going down this list and I'm saying, okay, I'll download that one. Mm-hmm. I'll download that one. Yep. So, yeah. <laughs> it's interesting how much we're the same and how much we're different. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. All right. Well, th- thank you, everyone, and uh, have a great week. You too, okay, we'll talk to you later, Suzanne. So our next comment is from Scott Wilsey. He left us an audio comment, which Scott is just hysterical. He's, he's got a very dry sense of humor, but this clip is hysterical. And Scott is the co-host of Pocket Size Podcast, which unfortunately is no longer recording. He released his last episode, along with Ronnie Lutz, his co-host, this past week. So it's still in the iTunes stores. If you want to go back and listen to past episodes, I highly recommend that you do. He talks a lot about different apps and talked a lot with different uh, developers in the community. So... Scott, we're so sorry that you left Pocket Size Podcast, and we look forward to what you have next coming down the pike. But in the meantime, here's Scott's audio clip. All right. New podcast downloading. Let's see. What do we got today? Uh, Don't want to listen to that. Nope. Too long. Too. Hey, look. Here is Three Geeky Ladies. I'll listen to that. Excellent. Hi, I'm Elisa Paselli, and welcome to Episode 51A of Three Geeky Ladies. Vicky, Suzanne, and I would like to do a future episode that's all about you. All about me. Wow. That's amazing. I don't know what it has to do with technology or why anybody would want to listen to it, but hey, if it's going to be all about me, I am totally down with that. We're calling it Listener's Choice. We want to know all about your favorite technology. What's your favorite iOS or Mac app? Wow. Tough question. Do I go with drafts? I mean, I use that all the time. It's like my default notepad. It's my text editor. I kind of use it to even write blog posts or just take notes on books I'm reading or things that people are saying. And then from there, I can just export it anywhere I want. 
Yeah, I like I like that. That one, that one's pretty awesome. Oh, what about Evernote? Okay, yeah, it doesn't. I'm not gonna brag about the looks of it, but it's still it's pretty cool because hey, guess what? It's it's useful. I store everything in there. Stuff I need to share. Stuff that needs synced. Hmm, it's kind of my brain, really. Which uh, let's not talk about that. Overcast. I've been using that a lot. That's my new favorite podcast app of choice. I mean, there's so many. Tweetbot is up there somewhere. Yeah, whatever, blah, blah, blah. On the iPad, it's definitely Phraseology, my text editor of choice. Unread, a great RSS app. Uh, there's too many. I, I, I give up. Forget it. Why do you love it? Oh, now you're going to ask why. Well, I kind of went through why. The, the, the apps that make me the happiest, though, are the ones that are just beautifully designed. They meet the purpose. They serve a need, but they're just beautiful. And you can tell that thought and attention went into them. So for any of those apps that are my favorite excluding Evernote. The design is beautiful and they're just wonderful and they make me happy to use. It could be something you use every day, like a Twitter client, or something you only need once a year, but when you use it, it performs its function flawlessly. Once a year, hmm. You know, there are some pretty cool iOS apps that can be used in conjunction with OBD2 dongles in your car. So if you have a performance car, you can kind of race around and uh, keep track of how things are performing. You can even see how many Gs you're pulling, stuff like that. It's pretty awesome. But... I don't have that car anymore, so I'm not going to talk about that. that. There goes that idea. Hmm. As far as daily, I don't know. I, I do use cycle meter for bicycling, and that can talk to different Bluetooth sensors on my bike. It can talk to my reflect display, which I use to output the display of cycle meter from the iPhone onto the handlebars of my bike. And it talks to my speed and cadence sensors, so that's pretty cool. It's technology, and I use that every day, but I don't know. Don't really think they'd want to hear about that either. So forget that. Or maybe it's hardware, like an Apple TV or a Kindle. Ooh, Apple TV. We do use that a lot in our house. Uh, my daughter loves it. I love it. Yeah, I use the Apple TV for Netflix a lot. There is that. And of course, uh, my daughter uses it for a different iTunes content and also for movies that she's purchased. Also for stuff that's on her, on her computer upstairs. We can watch that stuff through iTunes, through the Apple TV. So it's good for that too. And then we use it for, you know, looking at pictures on each other's iPhone. If somebody goes somewhere and they come home, we share the pictures that way on the Apple TV. It makes a nice viewing experience. There is that. I mean, it's pretty awesome. But uh, I don't know. That sounds average. I think everybody does that with their Apple TV. So I guess I'm not going to talk about that. Even a Samsung tablet. Okay, that one I definitely don't have and I don't ever plan to. But thanks. Thanks for asking. There's no restrictions on brand. I do have restrictions on brand when it comes to stuff I love. <laughs> If you love it, we want to know. So, how do you let us know? Well, there's numerous ways. Send us a tweet. I don't know about Twitter, man. Every time I get on Twitter, I get in some kind of stupid online argument. I just, I, I, I don't want to do that. Better yet, record your thoughts and send it to us by email. Record your thoughts and send it by email? That sounds difficult. It sounds a lot like podcasting, and I just, I don't. I don't know anything about that. So again, please share your favorite technology with us. We really want to know, and I'm sure other listeners would like to know also. I would, but it sounds complicated, and I seriously doubt anybody wants to know what I, Scott Wilsey, host of Pocket Sized Podcast, thinks about technology. So I'm I'm sorry, Elisa. I'm just gonna um, I'm gonna turn this podcast off, and I'm gonna go take a nap. Sounds a lot less complicated. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk again at the end of July. Okay. Bye. Bye. So what do you think, Vicki? Um, well, I still use my Apple TV. <laughs> I know you don't, you don't, you have the Roku, right? I have Roku boxes. I don't have an Apple TV yet. Yeah, yeah, I have two. One of the old ones and, and a newer one, Hockey Puck camera one now. So, yeah. 
Yeah, Scott's always been a big fan of drafts and Evernote. I don't mm-hmm. use it to the extent yeah. that yeah. Scott does. I mean, I have mostly what I do with Evernote currently is when I get a receipt, I send it up there. Yeah. I used to use it for school, and now that I'm no longer in school, I just took it off my computer because I just can't figure out how to use it anymore. Yeah. yeah. I know Suze uses it a lot. Uh, yeah. I just really haven't found a need for it. It's not that it's a bad app. I just haven't found the need it's, for it's, it. That... It's huge. Just so many things you can do with it. Yeah. That, and I just can't figure out how I could easily use it, you know, um, and, and uh, incorporate it into my, you know, workflow. <laughs> yeah. Your favorite word. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Scott was always a really big Downcast user, which is how I got into Downcast. I yeah. kept hearing Scott talk about it over and over again. But now he's really into Overcast. And what Scott and I disagree on is I listen to my podcasts at one and a half speed, where Scott likes to listen to them at normal speed, which, you know, to each his own. You have to do what's best for you. Overcast is nice, but it doesn't have video. And yes, I can use Downcast or video and Overcast for audio. Mm-hmm. I still use Downcast, though I'm what, I, what I'm really waiting for before I pay the $5 to unlock Overcast to be able to use it at a faster speed is I'm waiting to see what Apple releases in iOS 8 because I am willing to give the podcast app another try. <laughs> but if I don't like what I see, I will probably pay the $5 and uh, open up Overcast unlock Overcast, I should say, and use that for audio and then use Downcast for my video podcasts. I have iOS 8 on my iPhone, and I just completely forgot about the podcast app because it was so bad, I never even thought about looking to see what it's like in iOS 8. So, yeah. Well, the one thing I did hear about the podcast app that I do not like Mm -hmm. is that it's going to be mandatory on on your phone. At just like the calendars app, you can't delete it. Now yeah. you can download it and delete it. And the thing I don't like about that is, first of all, who are they to tell me what I have to have and not have on my phone? <laughs> Especially because it's a podcast app. Not everybody listens to podcasts. Yeah. So yeah. why does it have to stay on my phone? Second of all, the problem with that also is that's taking up space. Yeah, it is. If I have a 16 gig iPhone, now, I don't know, really know offhand how big the the, the uh, podcast app is. Maybe it's only 10 megabytes. I really don't know. I'm just pulling that out of my, out of my head. I say megabytes I could use for something else. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So the fact mm-hmm. that they're making me keep these apps that I don't want, like Passbook or Calendar or, I don't know, whatever. How often do you use Passbook? Only I when don't. I, when I go to Macworld. Exactly. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't use Passbook. Um, I do have a couple things in it, like I have a Dunkin' Donuts and I've got Target in there. But I also have, but I also have the Dunkin' Donuts app and the Target app. So if I'm going to use coupons, yeah, I use it directly from those apps. I don't use it through Passbook. So that's taking up space that I could be using for something else. So that's what kind of annoys me about making us keep these apps that we don't want. You know, and if if there's a reason, like, for example, the calendar app you need if you're going to use a third party calendar application. So if we decide to delete that, maybe throw something up at us. Goes, hey, wait a minute! If you delete this, you're not going to be able to use Fantastical. Yeah. Okay, I better keep this on here. Mm-hmm. If I decide to delete podcast app, and it is and it affects something else, then <coughs> let me know. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't delete, if it doesn't affect anything else, then why can't I delete it? Yep. So. 
So anyway, so that was Scott. Thank you very much, Scott, for that wonderful audio comment. Okay, and then next we have Tom Smith, another one of our MyMac.com um, writers. Is Tom still writing? Uh, he hasn't uh, been lately. Yeah. But hopefully yeah. he'll be back soon. Yeah. Okay, so his first is Priorities. It's a two ninety nine app um, that you can get in the iTunes store. And he says it's by far the best to-dos and reminders app he's ever seen. It's extremely flexible and it has a universal and a web uh um, app for that. That's two ninety nine. Uh, and its next app is the shop, shop, shop free. Uh, I guess shop, shop. Yeah, shop, shop, and it's free. Shop, shop, and it's free. <laughs> very flexible, <laughs> very simple and flexible shopping list app. Another shopping list app, but for guys nonetheless. <laughs> Universal and syncs via Dropbox. That's pretty cool. As a solo dad. Priorities and Shop Shop go far in keeping me organized, saving time, and stress. And Tom, don't forget, Tom is our fourth geeky person. Oh, yeah, he is our fourth geeky person. <laughs> <laughs> we got to invite him back. He was so much yeah. fun. <laughs> yes, Tom is good. Yeah. So thank you, Tom. Yep. Uh, our next person is Mike McPeak. He is one of the co-hosts of The Geekiest Show Ever. And he has an audio clip. So let's take a listen to that. Hello, everyone. Mike McPeak, the high-tech custodian here. I thought I'd share with you my uh, daily workflow because being a custodian isn't all, all about brooms and dustpans, don't you know? So the first thing, the central uh, part of my workflow is my iPhone. I still find it hard to believe I've had my iPhone for a little over a year now, and the fact that I had this little mini computer and carry around in my pocket still just amazes me. But I start with that. And then I add a pair of uh, JVC uh, over-the-ear earbuds that I wear. Uh, I, I like the over-the-ear uh, buds, not something that goes in my ear, because I need to be able to hear if somebody's calling me or if something's going on. But I still like the convenience of being able to hear my podcasts and everything. And they work pretty well. I thread it down through my shirt, and then it comes out at my belt. And I carry my iPhone in a uh, tool pouch that I bought at the building supply store. And it's got several pouches to it. It's got one to hold my iPhone. And it has another pouch to hold a RAV power uh, battery. So I can, if my uh, iPhone starts to run low, I have battery power there to back it up or recharge it. But it also has a slot for an SD card that you can, uh, it'll turn into a Wi-Fi uh, connection point. So you can access the uh, SD card through your uh, through the RAV power unit. So if you need extra storage, you should put some files or some music or you know maybe a video to watch when you sit down to have your lunch or something. It's there. And the pouch also has uh, a couple other pockets on it, so I can keep a couple pins in there, and I have my iPod Touch in there if I want to, you know, some uh, extra music to listen to too. But uh, so that'll go on my uh, my belt, and like I say, it's threaded down through my uh, sh uh, shirt, so it'll plug directly into the airport there. I have used Bluetooth head device uh, earpieces before, but uh, you know it's one more thing you have to charge. And I think the sound is a little better through the uh, uh, corded earbuds than through a wireless unit. And then from there, um, software that I use, Downcast is essential because I spend a lot of time working alone, uh, cleaning things or getting things set up, and. Uh, 
listening to podcasts help pass the time and kind of help keep me, well, somewhat sane. And Downcast is my uh, app of choice. Uh, it'll I can download a, the podcasts. I can organize them and keep them in uh, uh, whatever order I like. And I, I can create playlists. And uh, even though I do know annoy certain people out there, I do like to listen up to my podcast at 1.5 speed just because there's so many out there I want to listen to it's the only way I can get them all in Uh, next I use uh, uh, email app because I I tell people I like to talk to people and they'll tell me to uh, or ask me to do things but I tell them please send me an email because in all likelihood I may forget by the time this conversation is over and I just use the uh, iOS mail app because it does everything they need I have several accounts my email account my personal account and all that coming through it and so uh, everything I need is there and then uh, I use an application called Awesome Note. It is a, uh, a note-taking app, but uh, you can keep notes in it, and so I'll keep various information about uh, maybe a th- list of things we need to pick up or a list of things, so when we call the electrician and plumber, we know what projects need to be done, um, or a, a to-do list, or maybe a list of things to do at specific times of year, like uh, over Christmas break or during the summer. And that I will sync with a uh, my Google Drive, so I'll have the notes there so I can access them from any computer that I can access Google from. And I've also started using Launch Center Pro uh, as an easier way to get to these notes, so that I don't have to go through the whole interface of Awesome Note to get to it. And I've got shortcuts set up in there to go to directly to the notes that I need. Uh, and then it ca- uh, the camera it comes in quite handy. For um, You need to get a repair or something. You just take a picture of the part or if somebody wants some information. Sometimes it's real handy to uh, take pictures of information labels. Instead of having to write the information down, you can just take a picture of it and email it to the person. And then in conjunction with the camera app, I'll also use Sketch because sometimes we'll go into a classroom and we'll have a project to do there. And they may say something like, we want to put the whiteboard here and do things over here. I can take a picture of the room, draw in where everything needs to go. I can make notes. Uh, because, again, because I may not necessarily remember it, but if I have a picture there I can refer back to, it's really rather handy. And Siri comes in handy. It can understand me most of the times. It's been getting better, but I'll use it uh, just by pressing the uh, 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 phone call answer button on my earbuds. I can uh, summon up Siri, and then I can have it give me a reminder or just make a note of things I have to do. And Reminders comes in pretty handy because uh, quite often I'll have Siri uh, remind me to do things at specific times because I do get busy and forget what it, all it is I'm doing. So just to be able to, at a press of a button, tell Siri to remind me the specific time to do something is very handy. And then also uh, Google Calendars. Uh, I will sync that with uh, different uh, school calendars and my own personal calendar. So I have... a. Uh, uh, information there about everything that I need to do. And uh, my calendars and reminders will sync with Awesome Notes, so all my information will be there handy, and I can kind of go to one place and refer to it and see what we need to do. But that's kind of my workflow for keeping track of things and getting things done. I hope you found things uh, interesting in there and was of use to some people. 
But, uh, you know, thank you for the time, and you guys do a great podcast, and I enjoy listening to you. Thank you very much. So, Mike, I totally agree with you about listening to the podcast at one and a half speed, like I mentioned earlier with Downcast. Totally agree. There's just, there's too many to listen to. And yeah, I, it is. Yeah. And as long as, I mean, there's a, cu- a couple of podcasts where the people speak so slowly. Yeah, yeah. That when you listen at a faster speed, it sounds normal. Yep. I, I I like reminders. I, I use it all the time. I so love I like, reminders. Yeah, yeah. It's just perfect for, for what it does, you know. Um, I, I can't see not uh, using it. I use it daily. Um, mm-hmm. And um, and you also you the um, the music. Uh, it takes the iPhone and i i iPod. Um, yeah, iPod Touch. iPod Touch to work. Um, I generally don't use my. Um, iPhone or anything, I sort of turn it off so the phone it vibrates and I don't listen to music at work. So uh, it's nice that he, he's able to do that. But I just I lose concentration on what I'm working on if I'm listening to music. I don't tell people right. can, yeah. yeah. I'm being right. paid. I'm being paid to do this. So <laughs> yeah. And he also talks about Awesome Note, which I downloaded years and years and years ago. And I don't know. I think I paid two ninety nine or something like that. And I just never used it. And Recently, it was free on the iPad, so I downloaded it again, and I still haven't opened it. But one day, I've got to sit down and just really figure out. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of these apps, they look really nice, but my needs are so basic that the Notes app is fine for me. Yeah, the Reminders the, app is fine for me. And it you syncs, know, across, syncs yeah. across all your iOS devices as well as your Mac. So Yeah, where a piece of paper is fine for my grocery list. Yeah. I mean, like I said earlier, to each his own. You have to do what works best for you. But yeah, for exactly. me... Yeah. This just, you know, seems. Though, are you having a problem with? Rem- I'm finding with my reminders, they are not. They 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 sync across, but when I mark the check them off as done, that does not sync. Sync across. across, yeah, exactly, yeah, um, yeah. I'm finding that if I create a reminder, it will go across. It just won't sync when I say, okay, I, that's done. You know, for me, it, it's the same thing. It, it doesn't do it immediately. I noticed a week later. Oh, it did finally clean itself up you know but yeah, yeah it doesn't do okay, it okay so it's not just me okay so it must yeah. be a problem with the reminders app i thought maybe my iCloud was a little wonky yeah, and because bob- my photo stream is working when i take a picture yep. on my phone it's immediately showing up on my photo stream on my ipad and on my mac yep that irritates me i'd, I'd like that to show, disappear i'm done with it you need to just not right. keep popping up or showing as, as an event that's still you know active so right anyway so thank you mike yep that was really cool. He was one of the first ones to send in things that he likes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe Galantine is another one of our reviewers, of the listeners. Uh, and he says, my most used apps may not be quite what you are looking for. I'm retired and visually impaired blind, so I have no fancy apps for conducting business or creating world peace. Mm-hmm. But here they are anyway. Blind Square. This is a navigation type app. Frisky VO, uh, I think I'm, I'm pronouncing it incorrectly. Flexi? Flexi. Flexi voiceover. Flexi voiceover. This is a keyboard substitute that helps speed up typing for those of us who use voiceover. Scene iGPS. Navigation app created for the blind. Maps. Yep, the one that comes with iOS. Seven Little Words. It's a game. Dice World. Yeah, another game. Dropbox, Evernote, Downcast. 
when I use what I use for listening to you lovely ladies that is downcast is what he uses to uh, listen to us well that's Thank it you. thanks for a good thanks for a great podcast Thank you <laughs> yeah that's great that's pretty good I didn't know we um well that's quite a number of um uh, uh accessibility apps that it, that uh, mm-hmm. I wasn't even aware of hmm thanks Joe. Okay, now uh, we go on to Sam Negri, who is another writer for MyMac. We have a lot of MyMac people who listen to the podcast, so thank you very much. And what Sam says is Evernote is one of my favorite apps. I use it as a kind of shoebox where I dump everything I want to save, travel itineraries, how-to tech notes, news stories, whatever. If you're fanatical about organizing, you can place all your notes in different notebooks or categories such as travel, finances, family, books, Nemo stuff, tax reminders, etc. But you don't have to because Evernote enables you to search and retrieve information instantly, no matter where it is. I use the free version of Evernote, though the premium version has more features. I've never felt a need for any more than the basic features. Evernote also assigns you an email address, so if you receive an email that you want to save indefinitely, you can forward it to the email address Evernote has provided, and it automatically becomes a note in your Evernote database. If you want the email to go to a particular notebook or category, you just add at family or whatever to the subject line, and it sends it to that notebook in Evernote. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. I don't do the I don't do the at. But I do, like I said earlier, I do send things to Evernote. Um, but I do put them in notebooks because I think it's easier than searching. I do yeah. tag everything. Mm-hmm. If it's something to do with travel, if if you know my plane reservation, I send it up and I put it in a in a, in a travel notebook. If it's uh, chair, if I gave money to charity, I have a charity notebook. Mm-hmm. So that's that's how I use it. Mm. Yeah, I, I I used to do just notebooks for my, my classes when I was taking classes, but uh, it's a very very powerful product. Um, it's, I think it's worth the money if you really want to invest the time in organizing it. But even if you don't, you know, being being able to just email stuff like clips and things that you you're seeing online, that's just it's a nice way to store it, and you have access to it on you know the web on your iOS devices and your Mac. And I think they give you, is it 60 megabytes a month free? I don't remember now. It's, I think it's yeah. 60 megabytes, and that's not, per, that's per month. Yeah. So if you use 60 megabytes the first month, or say you use 59, and then your month starts on the fifth of the month, starting the fifth, you get a brand new 60 megabytes yeah. over and above what you already have up there. Yeah. So it's not that you're limited to a total of 60 megabytes of data on the site, or then you have to pay. It's basically how much are you allowed at one time. Yeah. And then when you pay, you're allowed a higher amount, plus it gives you extra feature. I think it does OCR and a few other things that the free version doesn't have. So it depends on your needs. But for most people, I think the free, the free version is mm-hmm. more than enough than for what you can do. And then what happens is you start using it so often and you need to, to, to pay for it because it's a really good product. And yeah. I want to say yeah. it's... Fifty dollars a year. I don't remember I, something. I, don't I, I mean, don't quote me, but I yeah. think that's how much it is. Which, yeah. if you use it extensively, is not yeah. not a ridiculous amount of money. If you're an organizational freak, you go crazy using this product. It's really good. 
Yeah. I do know a lot of people use it for podcasting. They keep their ideas up there. They share a notebook with other, you know, their co-podcaster, their host. Mm -hmm. And that way they can uh, put their ideas up, put their show notes up, you know, ideas for future episodes. I mean, we use Google Docs. It works for us. Yep. But for some people, they prefer Evernote. Yep. It's a pretty good product. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then we have another MyMac uh, reviewer, uh, Steve Hammond. And Steve says, on Mac, PopClip and 1Password are applications I have difficulties living without. They both provide unique features I missed when I was not, when they are not installed on my Mac. And with all the PopClip extensions available and added along the way, it is amazing how it can become more and more useful. The gadget I have in my hand all the time are my, are my iPad. I use my iPad more than my computer which is a MacBook Pro with Retina display, which seems abnormal. I'm also a great fan of any Bluetooth and wireless devices. A mouse, Bluetooth, I'm using the latest Apple mouse and the Apple trackpad external device when at my desk. Keyboard, Logitech wireless K360 headset wireless. For my work, I use a Logitech H800 wireless headset. This one in particular is either enabled via Doggle or Bluetooth. So I use a Doggle on my work PC, which is a Windows machine, and when I want to connect to my Mac, I switch it to the Bluetooth. I have another wireless headset, Bluetooth, made by Jabra, a Jabra that I use to listen to podcasts from my iPhone. Another technology I have in my house that needs to be there is for remote controlling the living rooms. But that Logitech Harmony remotes, I have a Harmony one for the main living room and a Harmony touch for the home theater in the basement. You program all the devices you have in it using a web interface and then program activities by selecting each required devices and each parameter required by each device. For instance, to watch TV in the main living room, power on the TV, the cable box, the HDMI switch, pee out the TV to HDMI input one and HDMI switch to HDMI one. When done with this activity, press power off and every device shuts down without having to manually do it one by one. It's even more useful in the home theater room where I have 10 S? Tens, tens, tens of devices. Tens of devices to control. Thanks, Steve. Wow. wow. I totally agree with the pop clip. I love that. I didn't like it. Kept, it just, oh. I didn't like it because it kept popping up, okay? <laughs> I don't like hence, hence the name. I don't like it. It's awesome up. because uh, <laughs> just something simple like say, uh, say you're reading a blog and they talk about uh, the name of a book. That sounds interesting to you. You can highlight that name, you right click, and then under Pop Clip, I have Amazon to show up. So I can just click on the Amazon and immediately it finds that book in Amazon. Without me having to copy it, then go to the open up a browser, go to Amazon.com, paste it in, boom, I'm on Amazon. Or if it's something that I want to look up, uh, I don't know, maybe something else I want to look up, if I just click on a li- there's like a link icon, mm-hmm. I can just click that icon and it opens up in in a web page. Yeah, but I just got tired of going on web pages and seeing this and it in, it's there and I'm not interested in I only want to read the material on the web page, and then there's this thing popping up whenever I touch the selected anything. And it, it just it just became a, a nuisance to me. 
<laughs> but if you click outside of it, it goes away. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Oh, I love it. It's I, I, four, I, I think it's four ninety nine, and I, I think I got it when it was free or something. I think yeah, you I, you, you uh, sent an email to us. Yeah, and I, I got it for free. Yeah, yeah, I might have paid a dollar ninety nine or two ninety nine when it was on sale, and mm-hmm. I love it. And if you go to their website, there's always users that add on all these different um, extensions mm-hmm. that you can you know put on depending on what you want. I mean, for mapping or I mean, I've done that too, where you see an address and you can click on the map, and boom, it just opens up in your map. Mm-hmm. Instead of again having to open up your browser and go into Google or open up your Maps app or something, you can just click on it, boom, opens. I noticed the Mac is trying to do that that too. Um, the on iOS, no, no, iOS on uh, in Yosemite. Um, I was trying to copy a license ID and and from the email and put it into the you know the application to register an application. And I had the mouse in the box to put the license, and I did Alt Tab, went to the email, copied it, and then Alt Tab, and then it popped. It was right into the box. I didn't have to copy it; it automatically did it. Mm. Um, I thought that was cool, and I think that there, there could be more stuff like that. But I don't know if um, an OS would want to have all these extensions. So um, I think Pop Clip. clip um, has a long life. No, I don't. I don't. I can't see Apple adding all of that stuff that PopClip does. Oh, I love it. And plus, I have uh, one password. I totally agree. Oh, I love one password. I can't yeah. live without it. I got my sister in. Uh, uh, my sister's using it, and you know they don't have to remember the passwords anymore. So. Yep. You can look at it. You can. You know, some people might say that's too expensive, which it, it is a, b- a big, big chunk of change. But they do put it on sale a lot. Yep. 40%, 50% off. And your updates are just cheap. Your security. updates are cheaper. The, the updates not yeah. the same price. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and they so. do and they, they give you a lot of updates at no cost before no they cost. charge you for a new, for a new version. Yeah, I like they go to a brand new it's a brand new version. It'll be like I think I've only yeah. paid for it twice and I've been using it since maybe two thousand seven. Me too. I'm the same. I I've think I've paid for it twice. Yep. 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 And that, those were major releases. Right. Yeah, they changed right. completely. Uh, I think the first one was like they added Dropbox, um, and then this one, the latest one. I don't know. It's a lot of it's a lot of changes in it. Well, one. the latest one yeah. will tell you if your passwords are in danger. Oh yeah, if, if if you've if you've been to a site that's been hacked, mm-hmm. it will tell you. Hey, you know, be careful there. You know, you need to change your password. Mm-hmm. It also it also has something where it'll tell you if you have passwords that are a year old, that over a year old. So if, if you're the kind of person that likes to change your passwords periodically, I mean, there's I've, I've read things pro and con. Some places will say you should change your passwords every couple of months. Some say if you have a really good secure password, there's no reason to change it unless, you're, unless the site unfortunately had been hacked. Yeah. So yeah. I, think you're, I, think, of, I think banking apps, she probably should veer on the, um, the toward more caution because you know, that, that's dealing with your finances. But if it's just a, a, a blog or a forum, you know, right. I don't think I wouldn't worry about it. Right. But that's so if you're opinion. the kind of person that wants to, you know, change your credit card, your shopping passwords, things like that, you can look over on the left-hand side of one password on the Mac application, and it will say, it's been over a year, these right here. So you can go in and create a new password. Yeah. So, yeah, if you don't have one password, you need to have one password. Yeah. So totally agree with you, Steve. Yep. Okay, so our f- 
final audio clip and our final uh, listener's choice is from Peter Bird. And he Peter is the host of the Deeper Look podcast. So if you haven't listened to that, you want to check that out. And here's what Peter had to say. Hi, this is Peter Bird. I host the Deeper Look podcast. And I'm going to talk a bit about the tech I use daily and some of the apps I use. Okay, tech I use daily. Well, the most obvious thing would be my MacBook Pro because I use it for my podcast. Uh, all my software and everything's on it, uh, as well as my Blue Yeti microphone, which I use. I picked that up for relatively cheap considering what they cost. I managed to get that from Amazon, but it was a cut price. That's always good. Um, I've got some Sennheiser headphones I use for that as well, which is nice and helpful. Some of the software I use for podcasting, I've gone through various things. There's Audio Hijack Pro, which is a nice, decent thing. Um, Apple's old GarageBand was useful as well before they updated it and got rid of the AAC podcasting stuff. Thanks for that, Apple. Really appreciate it. Um, of course, there's also something which Elisa herself put me onto, which is Levelator, which is a very useful thing for anyone who's going to do podcasting. So do reckon people use that. The problem is I don't always remember to use it. <laughs> and afterwards, after I've released the podcast, I'm like... Oh, yeah, so I do try to remember to use that, but it is definitely worthwhile using. It's a good thing. I have an iPad Air and I have an iPad Mini, both of which get used daily for various tasks. Uh, one comes to work with me and I use it for things at work, and the other one gets used around the house most of the time, So, which is always good. I have an Apple TV, which, again, gets used daily for Netflix. I have lots of movies through Apple, so I use it to watch that as well, which is actually quite useful for me because it's just easier that way and I can access them wherever I am because I've got all my Apple stuff. Um, I have iPhone 5S which I enjoy using, the Touch ID, love it, want it in everything, so hurry up with that one, which is, uh, but that's not the only thing I like about that, there's a whole bunch of camera features I've added which will be nice and I'm going to do more so when the new software comes out, but yeah, but that's the stuff related to Apple anyway. But there's more tech stuff I have, which which I do enjoy using. Um, I recently picked up an SLR camera, which is a Canon one. It's an 1100D. It's my first foray into using a proper SLR, and so far I'm liking it a lot. I've also managed to pick up a, an adapter for it, so I can actually use it to take um, photographs for a telescope. Because yes, I have one. My telescope is a Celestron Powerseeker 127QE. It's a Newtonian telescope, which is very... There's a lot of technical ways to explain, but the easiest way to to explain it to somebody is uh, basically in the right conditions, you can use it to see the nearby galaxies such as Andromeda and Triangulum and the, the, the um, Maginolite Clouds. Although those the Maginolite Clouds you can only see if you live in the Southern Hemisphere, so... But Andromeda and Triangulum most of the year is usually quite easy to see if you've got clear enough skies and no light pollution. So, But um, yes, I'm a big person with uh, using my telescope. I like that kind of stuff. I'm very much into stars and planets. So I have a lot of tech that relates to that, uh, virtual reality apps and so on. Uh, I have an augmented reality app called Starview, which I use. It uh, helps me pinpoint planets along various other stuff. Uh, Skylive is another one which helps me work out visibility of the sky. So I know when the sky's going to be cliff, need to do it, which is nice. So uh, these are iOS apps, but they may be cross-platform. I don't know, is the honest answer to that one. So, But those are just some of the things uh, I've been doing lately. Um, the telescope and the camera are pretty much my main play things. Because I'm working out stuff to do those. I'm working macro photography, um, taking, obviously, pictures of the moon, planets, stuff like that. So, But stuff I always like to play with and tinker with, and... Uh, 
yeah, there's all kinds of stuff I like to play with. Um, let's see. Uh, websites. Big one with the NASA one, like the NASA website. There's various other websites as well you can get, uh, which do various things with it, as uh, space.com. And there was another one. Um, off the top of my head, I'm trying to think what it's called. It's going to annoy me now, but it's got some really good deep space images and stuff like that. So um, it's always good fun. So um, I'm on the Zoo Universe uh, stuff as well to um, detect the data they get from Kepler and Hubble. So to go through the data so they can find uh, planets outside of our solar system, basically. Um, exoplanets is what they're called, so... There's that as well. So, but there's a lot of stuff I do. Um, although, to be honest, the most common site I've used lately would probably be Amazon. So, <laughs> so it's how I got most of my, it's how I got the adapters for my telescope to, for the camera. So, that's probably the most common website I use. Uh, obviously, I use my own one, obviously for podcasts and various stuff. Um, Twitter, yeah, used Twitter website quite a lot. I do use the apps, but more often than not, I end up finding myself using the website. But um, for various things, but normally on mobile wise, I use um, Tweetbot for Twitter, so which is always good because um, it's a nice app. I find it much easier than the mobile Twitter client. Uh, but as far as apps go, I pretty much stick to the normal Apple ones, except for my calendar app, which is fantastic out, which I do like. So um, I think I've managed to go through most things. I'm probably sure I've missed a whole bunch of stuff I use, but that's most of my tech um, pretty much sounded out. So. If I think everything else, then obviously I can wish just pass it on later, but that's most of it. Um, so, yeah, there you go. Bye, people. And thank you so much, Peter, another Audio Hijack Pro user and GarageBand user. Yeah, yeah. Does the same thing that I do. I use Audio Hijack Pro to record this podcast and GarageBand to, to edit it. Yeah. And an Apple TV user. Yeah, that, that's one. That's me. <laughs> Actually, I don't use Apple TV as often. Uh, when I'm watching Netflix, I will sometimes use the Apple TV, but most of the times I use my uh, Blu-ray player to watch Netflix. So I'm using it less and less. But so you still get the discs? The disc of what? You're able to stream Netflix through your Blu-ray player? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, because I used to get, I used to have the, uh, the the package on Netflix where I would stream it and get the discs, the actual DVDs. Oh, no, no, no. I don't and I, DVD, about I just, a year ago, I stopped doing that. Yeah, I, I don't watch, I, I can't recall the last time I watched a DVD or blue or Blu-ray disc or whatever they call them nowadays. Um, I, 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 I got the Blu-ray player and I, at the time I was watching videos on uh, the Blu-ray player, uh, but I just really, I, I, I was just... You know, you just get that, that, um, just start putting things on your queue. Things you really don't want to watch, but you just want to keep your queue. Free, uh, free oh, yeah. People <laughs> are like, jeez, I can't, I, and then it will just get dwindled down to none. And you have to keep putting them on there. And I'm like, this is, this is too much work. I prefer to just stream. So I just start streaming and not, you know, don't need the DVDs. Yeah. But I well, like most of, the, most of the time when I was buying or renting the DVDs, it was TV shows. Me too. Yeah, and yeah. The, the 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 bad thing now is that a lot of the TV the TV the TV shows that I wanted to watch are not available for streaming, yeah. either on yeah. Netflix or Amazon. So yeah. in that respect, it kind of stinks. But if we yeah. want to watch a movie, we have HBO and Showtime, but we never watch movies 
I we don't watch ever watch movies either. We watch this because by the time they come on, we've already seen them. Yeah, or I'm, and, just, or I'm just not that interested in sitting to two hours of a movie. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, you know, we'll watch True Blood. Or not, not my not my husband. I uh, me. I watch True Blood or Game of Thrones or mm-hmm. um, Homeland's coming back on Showtime in a couple of weeks. So my husband mm-hmm. and I will watch that. He doesn't really watch too much TV other than football, which he's doing right now. <laughs> um, yeah, he watches sports. He yeah. watches. The Blacklist. That's the only TV show he watched. That's what I wanted to watch um, on Netflix, but they only had like, um, they had none. But on uh, Comcast, they had like the first episode. And you have to pay for the rest. I'm like, I'm not paying for an NBC program. (laughs) I'm sorry. Well, it's possible since the season starts in a couple of weeks that maybe it will be available, yeah. Released for free. Because yeah. they do that a lot. Once the new season comes out, then they'll make the other season, the previous season, available. Yeah. I, I, this is just something I thought was sort of weird because I'm normally able to watch just about anything on, on demand. and But this one, they had none of the episodes, you know, other than the first, the pilot, which I had already seen the pilot. So yeah. I watched that again and I said, oh, this is what I, I don't know why I stopped watching it because the pilot was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I couldn't get into it. I love James Spader, but yeah, no, I something. That, I just, I just, just wasn't in the mood or something. I, I watched know. about three episodes and like, eh, but he really likes it, so it's like, okay. So, yeah, people you know, keep talking about it. I saw, my sister watched it. Said you need to just hang in there. It got better. I said, uh, okay, I'll try. And then now I can't see it. I probably forget all about it. But I did um, Netflix. Uh, I did watch the the Orange is the New Black. I finished finished watching that. I just finished that too this yeah. week. I think season two is much better than season one. I did too. I was sort of like, why am I watching this? Because it, it it was hit or miss. Some episodes yes. were good, some weren't. I agree. Weren't. Yeah. But um, I cannot get into the House of Cards. I've tried and tried. I've, I've started over, I don't know how many times, the first episode again. And I just, I don't know what's going on and I don't care. <laughs> I, watched, <laughs> I watched both seasons. It's, a lot of that stuff does go over my head. Yeah. But the acting is fantastic. Yeah, I yeah, just, this is really I just, good. I just, I just, so back to Peter. Um, yeah. If you follow him at all on Facebook or Twitter or on Google Plus, he's very much into astronomy and yeah. space and, and taking yeah. and science. Yes, and taking photos of cloud formations and lightning and planets and very interesting photos. Or he'll link to these beautiful photos. So he's very much into, like he mentioned, looking at the NASA website and things like that. So if, if that's something you're interested in, Peter would be a good person to follow because yeah. he puts a lot of really beautiful pictures. Like I love lightning and he'll put pictures mm-hmm. of lightning mm-hmm. up on, uh, mm-hmm. on Facebook or Twitter. So. Yeah. so Peter was the last one. So I want to thank everyone so, so much for their uh, submissions for what they what you know the different apps and and technology that they like to use we we appreciate it very much and if you and you 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 see me looking at you 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 can see me (laughs) you right there yeah with the headphones on yep you uh (laughs) if you'd like to let us know what technology you use or you'd like to comment on what you heard today about what other people are listening to and using and so forth, please let us know on our Facebook page, on our Google Plus page, on Twitter. All that information can be found on our uh, the show notes page, which is 3 with the number three spelled out. Uh, for this particular episode, 
I will put in some links, but not everything. Uh, it's just it's just gonna make the page like way 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 too long. So just on some things, things like uh, Dropbox or One Password, I'm not gonna put the links in because everybody knows how to find those. But the things that are a little bit more obscure, those I'll put the note the the links into. Uh, but if you really can't find something and you need to find the link, let us know and we'll be happy to send it to you. So I want to say thank you again so much for listening, and we will talk to everybody next time. Bye bye. My name is Peter Bird, and I am the host of the Deep Look podcast. The idea behind the show is that we talk to our guests and we learn more about them, the subjects, the people, the things that shape their lives, or the things they're interested in, or the things they would possibly want to know more about. Basically, we just like to look a little deeper and see what's there and to learn. If that appeals to you, or you like that idea, or if even if you have a guest that you think we should try and speak to, then Come on by and give us a go. We are part of the Stoplight Network.